And let's do that again because that didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy birthday to us. <laughs> hey, we're rusty. Wow. We're shaking yeah. it off. Who's forgotten their one-year-old's name? Because that just happened to us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm John. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. Come on, cheer with me, guys. Happy Uh, Today is the one-year anniversary of the It's Okay If You're Not Okay podcast, and so it's fun to be able to celebrate that uh, with all of you. Thank you all so much for uh, continuing to listen to the podcast. We've uh, continued to see lots of folks engaging with our episodes in these last couple months, even though we haven't put out a new one for a while. So we're going to talk a little bit about what the experience of these last few months has been for us. But before we do that, a couple of housekeeping items. One... If you share this with other folks, it helps us reach more people with messages of hope and resiliency, coping skills. So please share with your friends and family. Uh, Second, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Government or Johnson County Mental Health Center. What we want to talk about in this episode is a little bit about what these last, uh, I guess it's been three months almost since our last episode came out and what that experience has been like for us, but specifically framing it in a way that we talk about a lot of things at Johnson County Mental Health Center. We believe that people can learn, change, and grow. And so just like for all of you listeners, these last three months have been hard for us, Uh, both personally, professionally, just things have happened that make it difficult. And so today we just want to focus on some things uh, that we've learned in that process. So Kate, why don't you kick us off? What's one way that you've learned, changed, or grown in these last three months? Yeah, over the last three months, I've really been... I'll just say I've really been forced to do some learn, learning, changing, and growing. Uh, I don't know how willing I have been. There's definitely been some pushback. We are but... all nodding our heads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest takeaway that I think about how I have changed, learned, changed, and grown is to be able to bend in the storms and to be adaptable in times that before I would have felt like I was breaking. And don't get me wrong, there's still times where I feel like I'm breaking, for sure. But I have learned how, in more instances than not, to roll with things in a way that I hadn't done before. And we're all just like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it. Well, um, so we, we talk about our strengths, our personal strengths, and um, adaptability is is in my top five. And um, the other day, we had a question at a meeting that we were at, it's like, which strength has been put in the basement um, in this time, and which has had to kind of come to the top floor. And I'm with you, Kate, adaptability. It's almost like um, um, it's being overused right now because of yeah. how it's being, we're being forced to use it, for sure. Um, yeah, adaptability has been a huge one that, that, we, that everybody's having to rely on or develop if they didn't have necessarily in their top five. Yeah, I think I mine's was... pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like 35 for you? <laughs> no, that's woo. <laughs> woo in communication. <laughs> I got you covered, girl. I got you covered. <laughs> just talking to Kate about that uh, a little while ago, just how, uh, you know, school is about to start. Uh, for many folks in Johnson County and our listenership, some have just started this week. Most others are starting some point next week. And just how 
even still today, just a few days before school starts, I don't feel like I know what to expect for the, the school year for my kids, but how that's a lot more okay now than it would have been even a month ago uh, for me. Like just getting more that like the flying by the seat of our pants has become more of the normal. And so it's not as unusual or as unsettling as it w- was back in March or back in April. Sure. Yeah. Can I just say shout out to all the parents out there? I'm, I'm invested in, in everything that's going on with the schools locally and, and at the state and national level, just because I care a lot about a lot of people who have kids, but um um, y'all are handling it, uh, the, the chaos and the insecurity around this, um, uh, like champs. I'm checking in with my team members on a regular basis who have kids, because um, it it's, it's one of the hottest topics right now, for sure. Um, so there's a lot of learning, growing, and changing on behalf of students out there. Uh, shout out to our students and, um, and, and y'all's families to give yourself some grace to adapt in this time, because um, um, it is... It's, it's like week by week for some people. Yes. Day by or day. Or even day by day. Yes. yes. <laughs> for real. For real. What about you, Renee? Oh, man. What about me? Well, the list is long. Fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's good right now. It probably wasn't good when you were learning or growing in that way, right? Yeah, tr- true. That's, I mean, what a, what a profound way to say that is how I think this episode came together is that we were all at a place where we could actually talk about how we've learned, changed, and grown, but that we had to do that to get here. Yeah, we need an acronym. LCG? LCG. Okay, LCG. (laughs) Um, But we had to get through that to, to be able to do this episode, and that's work, and it was hard work, but that's, that, that's my one thing, what I, what I want to share is that I so many times get, I compartmentalize myself in the provider zone. I want to be there to be the mental health um, practitioner, clinician, the therapist, whatever fancy word I want to give myself. And I am typically held to the standard of bringing the intervention, bringing the catalyst of change into the conversation. And I hit a brick wall a couple months ago and really had to come to terms with it's about time you start applying that stuff to yourself. And I had, it's just kind of a humbling moment of, uh, Renee, you support and challenge and encourage the amazing clients and staff sitting in front of you when their worlds are seemingly impossible. And you challenge them to get creative with how they cope, to be creative with self-care. And I wasn't doing it. I was sitting there going, I can't do this and I can't do that. And so my, the way in which I, I think um, grew was probably if I had to pick one of those three words, I grew the most in being reminded of my uh, humility and saying, I too am being faced with a challenge I've never experienced before and I must find a different way. And that means trial and error. Stop Stop beating myself up when I fail at self-care in a day. Try something new tomorrow, but try something new. And so I was really proud of myself for that. Some of my age-old stuff was taken away. I can't go hang out with my friends. I'm an extrovert. Boy, did I come, you know, really confrontational 
with myself about how, how extroverted I am and how much I need people, but for the health and safety of those around me and myself, I can't be around them. Yeah. That was, that was a huge struggle. Um, so yeah, coming face to face with, I've got to do something different because my self care is just as important. Yeah. I don't know if all that made sense. That's a tough lesson to learn, Renee. That's yeah. yeah. It, really it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think along with, with difficult lessons through this time is that, um, and then, and then going back to kind of this, the, our, our personal strengths, which are really just the things that we lean on most and that we have a tendency to be drawn towards um, I think that uh, one, one thing that I've learned and had to grow in is to um, put those aside that they don't necessarily mm-hmm. sync with the time that we're in now. Um, so in particular for me, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, a, a big ideation guy. What could be, what can we do? How can we get creative? And this is a big buzzkill time as, as I've referred mm-hmm. to this being the buzzkill virus well, can't do that, probably shouldn't do that. We could do that, but should, you know, it's, it's a lot of, um, it, this time lends itself for shooting ideas down um, mm-hmm. and, and focused on what we can't do. Um, and so I've learned to adjust um, and to not um, be as uh, frustrated and exacerbated when um, my ideas um, and me kind of maybe pushing those around me um, to do more um, um, kind of is my tendency. Uh, I've learned to kind of just set those aside and do some acceptance um, around that kind of stuff. So those, those have been some of the personal lessons um, that, that, this, that these last few months have taught me. Yeah. Have you found yourself in, in situations where you still felt like something was a priority enough or as critical enough that you still spoke up even though you knew that it might not be received very well? Yeah, so I think one of exa- one example of that could be um, um, doing some like kind of not work related but still important things with my team. Um, I, I basically put aside what we call Q two time here, the things that aren't pressing but um, and aren't necessarily directly related to the day to day procedures, but that are really important. So this is like things like having fun, learning, growing, and changing with our team. All that stuff that where I have like big ideas, those are my favorite team meetings that we do and time off site. That, that was the other thing too, is we always get off site for that time. We're not doing any of that. We're not meeting face to face. I challenged myself and my team recently, like, hey, let's get back to that and let's do it virtually. We can still invite guest speakers, which we oftentimes do during that time. Um, and we can still connect with one another and we can still play games. And we can figure out how to do that and um, do some totally not work-related stuff. Um, and it was refreshing to ch- kind of challenge and push back on, on that, that we, we still can get creative. Um, and, and we still do remain really creative on, on, in our work as well. Um, and so we've been doing some really rewarding interventions and um, seeing some really good outcomes on our team as well. So I've learned that my pessimism, and here's another place that I've learned grow to, grown and changed, um, is that my pessimism, um, is not truth. It's just not mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. 
I, I was feeling like our outcomes um, in, in our work and that our morale was lower and, and our outcomes may be worse. And then I got some hard data that just proved that wrong. Yeah. That we're yeah. still doing a lot of great work out there across this center. And, um, and so I started to kind of think about that in my personal life too. What assumptions am I making during this time that are just flat? Like the data just doesn't play it out. You know what, what strikes me, um, thank you for sharing that. First of all, I need to, I need to say thank you because that just spoke directly to me is when you were talking about that, I heard you reflecting on making a decision to, to not live in the can'ts, right? In the cannots, but to live in the can. And that's a decision. Because I have, there have been moments of time where it is very easy and welcoming to live in the cannot right now. That is, that is where. Especially, yeah, especially right now. Yes. Um, and so I think you helped even just kind of put some stuff that I've been feeling into words is it is my decision every day. And a decision sometimes ends up in hard work, right? If you yeah. decide to do something you end up having to spend energy and effort and time in that. And so making the decision to live in the can, um, I, I'm going to take that away from here. <laughs> I think man, it's been a really uh, interesting season for so many times. And I feel like I could just spend a long time reflecting on what these last few months have been like um, because there's been some really good things and there's been some really hard things and I've learned a lot of things and I honestly feel like I'm a different person now than I was three months ago in a lot of ways and and some of that's just the juxtaposition of um, what I'm learning in school and then what I'm experiencing at home and then the work I'm doing like it's the juxtaposition of all these different things at once uh, what the national political conversations are all those things come together and just shape you in different ways one of the things I've done a lot is listen to the soundtrack of Hamilton like nonstop uh, musical so um, good. Yes. I, <laughs> I watched it for the first time uh, when it came uh, came out on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, in any case, it moved me. Clearly, I'm still listening to it. But there are times, and a lot of times more now than in the past, that I identify a lot with Alexander Hamilton to a lesser degree on all of his um, extreme characteristics. And Aaron Burr does not come as naturally to me. Uh, as far as um, talk less, smile more. Now, the whole idea of, of I, I don't want to ruin it, maybe not. Yeah, you can't spoil it. Anymore. I won't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been out there for too long. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the musical cast these two characters as opposites of one another. And um, oftentimes in any storytelling, you see like there's a good and there's an evil in some way. Uh, and I think that one of the things I've learned, though, is that there's a time and a place for both of those perspectives about the person who speaks up a lot and is writing um, all the time and always sharing what they think and always have an opinion about something and always calling out injustice and always like always being a loud voice in the midst there. Um, but sometimes you just need to listen. <laughs> and sometimes when you push too hard, it gets you in trouble. Um, and sometimes when you aren't thoughtful about um, how a message is received or who it is you're speaking with, the message you're trying to share gets lost in the midst there. Um, And I think that that's been poignant in all areas of life. All you have to do is turn on, uh, open up your social media app and see the ways in which people 
are leaning so hard on the right, like you're running out of time side of things, saying everything they think, uh, to realize that we all maybe could do a little bit more of uh, talking less to play that to the next level, listening more, uh, probably more than just smiling more, but listening more. Um, and so I think that that's been a helpful uh, story for me to kick to personally, to try and pause and think about which one of those directions um, the situation needs. Cause there's times when it does need the Alexander Hamilton. Um, that's, that's spoken to me. Um, and I've I had some similar things that you've all experienced about self-care and things. Uh, I found my basement in these three months and I found it. So you found your figurative and your basement because you're in the basement right now. Uh, yeah, I'm working in, <laughs> in my basement. That's right. John. I moved my office uh, from my bedroom to my basement um, where my Wi-Fi works better. So uh, that's true. Um, that's in- where my mind went. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I have found my basement. Yes. Uh, what strings are in your basement? Right. Yeah. We've been basement so many times today, and Keith has a virtual green screen on his Zoom. But I know it's so that they can't it. see my unfinished. It's basement. his basement. Yes, uh, it's actually uh, my my drawing rack for my laundry, which is uh, empty right now. But every once in a while, there are things on there that do not belong <laughs> in the Zoom meeting, um, and so the the virtual background stays on all the time. Gosh. <laughs> my kids also sneak into the basement sometimes behind me and so like right now i'm in a meeting i have noise canceling headphones on i have a zoom background on so even though i have a camera i can't actually see behind me and so they will sneak in and scare the crap out of me i hope that happens <laughs> it does <laughs> oh actually this morning i came in down to my office i'd go upstairs to get some coffee or something and um two kids of my 27 like hiding in a corner next to my desk over here for 10 <laughs> minutes before they realized I was not ever going to find them. And then they jumped out. And I mean, they are yeah. learning, changing and growing as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one way to look at it. I will tell you, here's the one thing, cause it just happened while we were talking. I have less of a startle response to someone wiggling my office door handle. Okay, so <laughs> hear me that. out. Hear me out. The, the um, office, the mental health centers in which some of us have been just working in offices, right? So we're really doing great at physical distancing, but we also have amazing staff and volunteers that are walking our hallways many times throughout the day, just um, disinfecting and sanitizing high traffic areas, which are all of our, the outside of our office doors. So during the beginning of this, I would jump every single time I heard the doorknob wiggle because I was like, well, someone's coming in or what, what's happening. It just, I'm plugging away at a spreadsheet and some, a sound gets you. But now it's almost a welcome noise. You know, you wave to the person, mm. you know, that's, that's walking around or you hear the, the doorknob jiggle. And you're like, oh, it's doorknob cleaning time. Um, and I, that sounds so silly, but it literally is a complete startle response that is complete. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And now it's a comforting sound. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other day it happened. I just like, I didn't even stop typing. I was just like, thank you. I didn't yes. anything. <laughs> but uh, speaking, speaking of those other little things, Renee, what, I had a few smaller things, which that, that don't hold the gravity that some of the stuff that we've talked about, but 
um, mask wearing and hand washing. I'm, I'm just, it's just kind of like second nature now. Um, I'm not necessarily um, um, as whiny about it as I used to be. I do, I do individual supervision, physically distanced, but in person with most of my team members and we wear masks. Yeah. And that was a big, um, I had to have an attitude adjustment about it. Now I don't even think twice. A lot of times I just have my mask hanging from my ear. Somebody knocks on my door. I just grab it and like in one motion, like turn around, put my mask on and yep. engage yep. on what we need to and then pop it back off when they leave. Um, so I was thinking about that. That's a small thing, but it's definitely something that's become um, really second nature over these last um, uh, few months. I find myself running back to my car from the front door a lot less often or from the front of the grocery store. Like, oops. I forgot like, my mask. Yep, yep, and I will there. make this not shameless plug right here. We are resilient beings. Yes. And this, that proves it. We can do these things. We can get through these things. We have for all of time, right? And in our specific lives, man, we were resilient as kiddos. We know our kids are resilient out there. We too. We as adults, we do, yeah, we gripe a heck of a lot more. Let's get real. But yeah. we too are resilient creatures. And that is powerful. And so it's yeah. the little things that we're sharing they might sound silly, they might sound small, but it is resiliency. Yeah, it, it doesn't actually matter if we believe that people, that all people can grow, learn, and change, because they, they can. It, it's yes. important that we believe it uh, and live like it, but uh, what I always tell folks is, is that their greatest strength is the ability to overcome things, even without knowingly or trying, I mean, like the fact that we're still here on earth and moving forward in life um, is there's something in us that already does that for us. Now we need to access it and grow it and we need to believe in it and all those kind of things, but it happens. It happens. So this happened. It's just subconscious. Um, It's just a part of um, kind of our human strength, our human spirit. To quote Renee's favorite movie, Jurassic park, life (laughs) will find a way. And, uh, I think that's true that even regardless of what the hardships are or what controls are put in place or um, uh, any other barrier to growth, it doesn't matter. Life will find a way we continue to grow. Yeah. And that, that brings us back to what Kate says, bending in the storm. I mean, we, that our, the, the tree branches may look different, you know, we can grow different ways because we have to, but um, life does continue. It does happen. Absolutely. Thanks, listeners, for going on this journey with us uh, and being alongside us as we are figuring out that we are resilient folks. Uh, Hang in there. Uh, We'll get through this together. And thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm John. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay.